the Hollywell Trust podcast testimony series, sharing experiences of those affected by the Northern Ireland conflict and those people who have taken the decision to take positive steps for the future. Now here is your host, Eamon Becker. Hello once again, welcome to the Hollywell podcast series and today's guest is Mildred Garfield. Mildred Garfield works in the Caw Nelson Drive Cultural Centre. She will speak about that work and about how that work bridges communities and how the Caw Nelson Drive people reach out to people in the Gallia area. So welcome Mildred Garfield. The Highwell Trust podcast presents Brexit Focus. As we draw near to the UK's exit from the European Union, Paul Goslin brings monthly updates on the negotiating processes, how Brexit is affecting us in the Northwest, whilst attempting to take away some of the fear and uncertainty from the issue on the local community. Hollywell Trust Brexit Focus podcast, released on the 25th of every month. Catch up on past episodes for free on our SoundCloud page, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.com. Search Hollywell Podcast. My name, as you have said, is Mildred Garfield. I'm a volunteer here in Caw Nelson Drive uh, Action Group. I also sit in a number of other committees, which include the Royal British Legion, Boy Women's Information Network. I'm also on the Board of Governors for Everton Primary School. And I do other work of asked in different communities. On the peace process, as I say, I hope that they do find the answer and be able to sit down and get this government up and running for everybody in the community because everybody is looking for the same thing. We're looking for peace, which is the main thing, I think, in everybody's mind. We're looking for the safety that our children, our old people, whoever it is, can go about their daily business and go about their work and not have the fear of what might happen to them, even they're out shopping. The second thing I think we need the honesty that we haven't had for quite a while. You know, we have elected these people, we have put them into this job, we have given them our mandate and we obviously have faith in them that they can deliver what we're looking for. We talk about threats in the community. It must be a terrible ordeal for anybody that is living with a threat hanging over their head, whether it be security forces, whether it be a mother that has a young man that has maybe taken the wrong road in life, the threat of somebody coming to their front door to deliver punishment, which is not really in their jurisdiction to do. I believe the courts is there and that's what the courts are for. It's not for any other individual to take someone's life under their hands. Well, what would you see as a level of threat to the peace at the minute? Well, I suppose, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not in a position where I feel threatened. I personally don't feel threatened. As well, you know, I'm a former DUP councillor and mayor of the city. And I can honestly say, and I hope it, it bears fruit and that's true, I have done the many of the, the national series in this city and I have been treated with utmost respect and still do go on the national series in this city and I'm welcomed. And I would like to see maybe our people doing the same, the unionist community. I think we should be handing that out. If, if I can take it, I should be able to hand it out. If you can take what now, what is it? Well, being accepted in a nationalist area. I should be able to accept a nationalist coming into a unionist area. And do you feel that that's not happening? 
Well, in some cases, I don't think it might happen. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I can't say it doesn't happen. I would say people do, but there is a minority of people out there I don't think would be happy with it. That is one thing that I would like to see happening. So, just so that I understand it, and, and indeed the, the, it's understood <coughs> in the podcast, you would like to see more people from the different communities coming together? Yeah. Yes. In terms of the work you do in the community, that's mm-hmm. something that you would we here We have done through the Troubles. Mm-hmm. We have worked very closely with Women's Gallia Group. What kind of activities would you and the Gallia Women's Group well, we've done history, we've done history programs, we've done craft programs. At the very early days, I admit Kylie wasn't happy about coming in here. They didn't feel confident about coming in here. So we got alternative venues so that we could meet up. As we met and as we got together and we talked and we done cross-community programs together with people in the south, we got stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, now they're quite com- happy quite happy to come in here now they don't feel under any threat at all yeah and we so for you Mildred that would be a success story it is very and, much so a success be, story would it be like an example of what could happen uh, more throughout the community I think that's what needs I think you have to build a bond up with people yeah. you have to build you have to be honest and build up that trust uh, I think in our group the people we work with, I have learnt more about them and their faith and their politics and how everything lies with them as they have with us. There has been nothing I can say, uh, many of the class that we have went to, that people have opened up their hearts uh, and said how they felt and where they would like to be. And the honesty has been fantastic. Something crucial in this process is people opening up their hearts, people being honest. I think they have to. I think that's one of the, you know, and we have to respect each other. I think that's one of the things we have to do is have respect for each other. And I guess you you can't have respect unless you actually meet the person. Face to face. I mean, I know that my values are not somebody else's values Mm -hmm. and their values might not be my values, but I have to take that at face value uh, and move on. I can't love condemning them for the values that they have. That's, I mean, it wasn't their choice to be brought up in a nationalist area. It wasn't my choice to be brought up in a unionist area. That's the way life is. And all right, as I say, we all have different traditions and values, and we have to accept each other's traditions and values. My values, well, there are many things, but we'll just take the like of the marching season there. If my family was here with you now, I mean, I could walk to Helm back behind a flute band. You know, don't ask me to go for a walk any other time. When I see the marching season, it's not the marchers that I see, it's the bands, the colourful, yeah. the the pageantry of it all, yeah. the music of it all. And as I've said many times, we have St. Patrick's Day parades here. And not that St. Patrick causes me a problem, don't get me wrong, but there are people out there that don't like to see that. People in this community. And the unionist community don't like to see maybe St. Patrick's Day Parade. Now, I'm being hypothetical here. But if it's going to cause me a problem, I'm not going to go to be annoyed about it. I'd stay away. Let the people have their parade. 
and enjoy it the way I enjoy my parade. And would you personally attend the? the well, if I'm in Patrick's the town Day? or if I'm about, I do go out and celebrate St Patrick's Day. Yeah. Now in the unionist community, which is something that's never happened, uh, it's only happened over the past number of years. The unionist people are now starting to buy into the, the St Patrick's celebrations. And would you see that as an indication of? Actually I think that's a wee bit of an acceptance, I, yeah. I do, yes. Mm. Uh, and likewise with the Apprentice Boys uh, Maiden City Festival, I can see a, quite a majority of the nationalist people coming back in to buy into that as well. I suppose you and I are of an age where we remember we remember a period before the conflict. Yes, yeah, where, where people did buy into it. Yeah. You know, and I can see that happening now. Now too that there is people that will only buy and it and come and participate in the events that's been run in the, in the city. All of that is all encompassing of getting the peace process in this town. And on the other hand, I think we here in Derry, London Derry, whatever the name is you want to call it, I feel that we are a model Example. of good practice yeah. uh, for the rest of Northern Ireland. Yeah. I think we have shown the way to many places and Northern Ireland for the war's peace. And what are you thinking of when you say like a model of good practice? What, what well, we, we ha- going back to the, pre- the Maiden City Festival, the fact that the Prentice Boys was prepared to sp- talk to uh, the Bogside residents, prepared to talk to the tradesmen in the town, City Centre Initiative, and maybe other, the, the churches, I don't know who was involved at all, but they were prepared to sit down, talk about it, work out the differences and come to an agreement. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking at your hands, Mildred. You see the way you had your hands there? Aye. It was almost like your Praying. hands. Or it was almost like you were mimicking what you were saying in the sense you know, that well, hands were coming together. They all come together, they worked it all out, they agreed a, a, a programme or they agreed a situation well, all I can say at the minute, it seems to be working for for the betterment of everybody. And you can see the town coming a wee bit more alive every year. There's a wee bit more progression. Before yeah. you, you know yourself, we wouldn't have shops open maybe in the city side, but now you can see, yeah, maybe another wee shop opening. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I mean, there's money to be had there. There's thousands of people coming into our city, and it should be an economic boost. I can remember a number of years ago during the Apprentice Boys parade on the, in August mm. the 12th, around about that mm. time, that the sandwich company might close at lunchtime. Yes. Now I see it's open, open all, day. all the time. I think Weatherspoons open was closed. All the time. It's now open. Yeah. So the, you know, those little changes. The wee changes like that there, and I can understand probably because of the dark days why they were closing. I'm not saying they shouldn't have closed, but they probably had a fear there. I'm glad to see it that 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 has changed a bit as well. I done a year's mayor, and I I seen different changes in that year. What did you see? I've seen different changes. Well, with the chamber, the year I was mayor, with the chamber uh, commerce dinner, and uh, we had police in the room, we had Sinn Féin in the room, we had the different clergy in the room, uh, and we had different politicians in the room, and. I can't remember who it was said to me, you've achieved something tonight that we haven't achieved for quite a while. You've got everybody into one room. Yeah. And as the mayor, uh, and I as the mayor, lately, you set your stall out to say, I will be the mayor yes, for all, all of the, the people. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And that's what I tried to do. That's what I tried to deliver my year's worship. I was told uh, when Mary McAleese, who was president of Ireland, to uh, 
she was coming to the area and uh, coming to Toy Alley. Don't you be going to meet her? Because you, you get stoned. You might not wish to answer this, but who would have told you not to go? I can't honestly say who it was, but I take it it was just the thugs, that the bully boys type of thing, you know. Yeah, so you were advised not to go? I was advised not to go and say, meet her because or welcome her to Lamavati. She was going to be attacked. There was going to be protests. She would be attacked. I Probably if I was there, I'd be attacked. But the way I looked at it was, I was the first citizen in the town. This was a president from a neighbouring country coming to the city and I had already welcomed the Queen to the city from as part of the UK so why should I not welcome Mary McAleese? So you did go ahead? And I did go and we didn't get attacked, there was no protests. She went and she met the young people in Tolly Alley and they related to her very very well and that was a step I thought in the right direction. In fact, she took them back to down to Dublin again, and they were all looking for Ulster fries. And as far as I believe, <laughs> they all got a very good meal, whether it was an Ulster fry or not. I'm not too sure, but yeah. they were all entertained. And you know, it's th- those are small steps. Is that but what it's, it's about, Mildred? Is it about making small steps that ultimately will lead to a big step? Is that what I you think see? that's what it is. You have to make small steps and I think that's what our elected rep- representatives have to put their past behind them now. Our young people of today have moved on. What's your evidence for that? Uh, well, we only have I to look at if you're saying them where you're going, we're going to the city side. Years ago, we w- I wouldn't have went to the city side if I had a, when I was growing up in the Troubles. Yeah. I've been too afraid to go to the city side. But our young people are moving on. They're mixing in schools. They're mixing at university. They're mixing in the workplace. Are they mixing in schools, given that we only have one well, we have, we have, in the city? Well, we have Listening College up there who does... I, I'm aware that they do across community. There's t- students coming on from national schools. Yeah. So there's a mixture there. There's a wee yeah. bit of a mixture there. Yeah, the small um, steps again. Small steps St. again. And, and St Mary's are coming over. I know they done a mural. I'm not too sure it was, but I think it was St Mary's and Lusneil and a couple of other schools, Oak Grove or some other schools got together to do a bit of uh, painting. But those wee steps are the take big strides because them young people are saying to each other, come across. Yeah. But you'll get the minority that don't want, want that to happen. Yeah. But I think, you know, a lot of it too, Eamon, is brought under the, uh, in the home. You, are you meaning that sectarianism? Yes, is, you know, I, I think it's in the home, you know. No, I think some of our young people are brought up that that's the wrong thing to do. Don't be mixing with people yeah. that are not of the same persuasion. Do you have youth programmes here? In, in well, we have Paul a youth centre in Caw. Us personally in the community centre, we really don't do a lot of youth work because we have a, a Western Education Library youth centre up there and we let them deal with The only thing we would do here, maybe youth orientated, we do two classes a week, one's for literature and one's for maths for GCSE levels. Now, I don't know. I am not involved in that, so I don't know if it's a mixed, yeah. you know, mixed people come to that or not. But... You know, I, I keep going back to it. small steps and our young people are wanting to move on. They so want you, a better you, future. You would hear young people saying, now I'm going over to the city centre, I'm going mm. over to maybe to Weatherspoons or Sugar yeah. or 
whatever uh, they would oh do uh, yes. in a way that you didn't hear before. No, no, no. Where are you going tonight? Where are you going out tonight? Yeah. Oh, we're going over to Wellerspoons or and we're going over to... And when a young person would say that, would you worry that they would be okay? Do you think it's going to... They must, obviously, if they're going, they must they think feel, They must feel safe yeah. if they're going to go, you know. Yeah. Well... You know, you can mollycoddle them too, too much to young people. You know, you have to let them find their own way. I'm sure if there was anybody saying anything to them, they wouldn't be back. Yeah. Or they're able to handle themselves. Maybe the girls, I don't know, I was going to say maybe the girls would be safer than the boys, but sometimes the girls could be worse than the boys. Yeah. You know, but no, I think if you're... One thing you shouldn't, as we all know, uh, when we're out drinking, is talk about politics and religion. And I yeah. think if you keep them two subjects... Far away, it will be okay. Finally then, um, Mildred, I'm wondering what are your next plans, for example, in relation to the Gaili Women's Group or other cross-community activities? Well, you, you see, the next plans for the Gaili Women's Group, we wait till we see if there's a programme going. And we do that quite often through Four Women's Information Network, I mean, that I'm chairperson of. And Four Women's Information Network is another brilliant tool. Not only does it try and help to educate young women on different crafts, and, and we've had women in politics, uh, and we've cr- created a few people that have had their body, but they just didn't have the confidence to do it. And one of them women is Hilary McClintock. She got the confidence through doing that programme with Four Women's Information Act. The Women Under Politics Women Under Politics, uh-huh. So we have that, and then we come in contact with our groups, other women's groups and programmes that's going and there again we're making leaps and bounds there. You know yourself that uh, when we go away there in a bus room we could take three buses full Mm -hmm. of women from every creed, colour, religion in the bus and there's never politics discussed or never religion. We're all away for a good day and back to the wee step again, the wee step that to me you meet them people up the town, you say hello to them, you might have a conversation, but they don't see you as the, their community maybe have made me out to be, nor I don't see them as they are. Yeah. That my community is, I know women, I think now some of the nicest women now, maybe better than I know some of my own people. What's coming to mind, and it might be inappropriate to say, it's almost like the way women got together in shirt factories. Yes, women to me are the bread winners, the bread makers. The they are the backbone of any home and they are the backbone of a community. And if yeah. their mindsets are changing and our mindsets are changing, I don't know it can be for the good. Finish with this. Uh, if you were to pick a highlight of your involvement in, uh, say, in call here or your involvement with, with Foyle Women's Information mm-hmm. Network or as mayor, that represented some significant moment in, in peace gathering, peace building, what would that be? I honestly don't think I could find one moment. There's so many moments. Uh, I, mean, I have been fortunate enough to meet the Queen. I think one of the highlights of my moment uh, as my year as mayor is just the way I was accepted in nationalist communities. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, when I went down to them at the very beginning, I was afraid. I was afraid of how they would react to me. Yeah. And I went out of my way to make sure that they seen who I was, not the, the, the mentor I was wearing. I'm a human being. I, I wanted the same for them as I was getting for myself, and I still do. I come from a wee two-up, two-down house with an outside toilet, no bathroom. 
like many more people in this town did. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the far road, which we now suppose classified as a bog. Yeah. I don't know if you want to, you know, I live beside Tallinn Henderson factory. Yeah, That's where I was reared. You would have lived near Maisie Crawford then. Yeah. I loved Maisie, loved over in Alexander Place. Yeah. There was lots of good people come from across the far road. Yeah. And there probably has lots of good people still living in the far road. Yeah. So it's a working class identity. It's working identity. class identity. I am what I am. As I keep saying to people, what you see is what you get. You mightn't like what you see and you mightn't like what you get. But there, I'll tell you how it is. Don't class myself as an educated person, but I've done all right. Yeah, you sure. You know, I've got there, and that's all that matters. Next week on the Hollywell Trust Testimony Series. My guest is Hazel Dini. Hazel will be speaking about the trauma of being right beside, I mean right beside, her husband Trevor when he was shot dead. He'd no sooner done unlisten his book than he started to squeal. And I couldn't work out what was going on and before I realised he started to shout I'm going to die. And two gunmen were with us before I knew what they think or what they expect. One was beside him at the passenger door and one was in the front of the one screen. Miss an episode of the Hollywell Trust Testimony Series or Hollywell Podcast where you can catch up on our on-demand service both on Apple Podcasts and at SoundCloud.com. Just look for Hollywell Trust. If you've missed any of our testimony episodes, you can listen or download for free on SoundCloud.com, Apple Podcasts, and now on Stitcher.com. Search for Hollywood Trust. I would like to take the time to thank the funders of this podcast, namely the Central Good Relations Fund, the Reconciliation Fund of the Department for Foreign Affairs, Derry and Strabane District Council, and the Community Relations Council. Thank you all. You can stay up to date with us on our social media pages. On Facebook, look for the Hollywell Trust. And on Twitter, it's at Hollywell T.